one. The national champion is clad in big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 and all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Greg Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike Lyle, who is working the boards. Got some new equipment in the studio, man. Which is just like driving a new car around here. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's uh, it's it's not so much new equipment as equipment we haven't uh, had to use in a while. But with this transition that we're going through, mm-hmm. the remodeling we're going through, we're having to pull a couple of things out of mothballs and uh, reuse them. So uh, it's it's coming along. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, everything is uh, looking up around this studio, and we. Our WKOM 101.7, obviously, on your dial. And this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Uh, it is Monday. The A week from today will be Labor Day. And the Vols will have already played on sat- this coming Saturday. And the Tide is playing MTSU in Tuscaloosa. And they will already pl- be have played a week from today. Um, so everybody this week can uh, just be getting ready for Saturday action. And, um, you know, Nashville's going to be alive and, and percolating on uh, over the weekend uh, with that game being at Nissan Stadium against Virginia uh, <clears throat> with the Vols in town and not in Knoxville but in Nashville and down on Broadway and honky-tonking and – Hooping and hollering and boot scooting, boogieing and be watermelon big. crawling and doing, you know, doing just doing all that fun stuff that you do on Broadway. And, uh, you know, except for that guy, except for that guy that got arrested. Did you hear about the guy that got arrested for urinating on the hot dog <laughs> vendor? <laughs> no, guy, I, I missed that young one. Man, <laughs> young man from Antioch. Um, was arrested, was on the rooftop of, I'm not going to say which bar, but it was a well-known country music artist, owns a bar down there, and there's a few, so you can take your pick. But he was on the rooftop of the bar, and he began to urinate. Over the side. Over the side, and um, there was a hot dog vendor down below, and... um, he obviously felt something, thought it didn't know really what it was, and somebody from that had a better angle to see what was going on saw the young man and where the um, liquid was coming from, and uh, some employees of the bar alerted security, and they got security took him downstairs, and they called the Metro Police Department, and they hauled his drunk, foolish rear end to jail and i hope he sat in jail for a long time it's ridiculous but uh you know yeah some of the stuff some of the stuff will yeah alcohol will do to you alcohol if you get it out of showing control. out and 
you know. Yeah, if you get it out of control, it's, and, uh, it'll, it'll mess you up. So, anyway, uh, over the weekend, local high schools um, played, and Columbia and Columbia Central High Lions and their brand-new coach, Tredarius Goff, and his talented coaching staff uh, got their first win. Coach. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a hard fought win. Uh, they there were a lot of ups and downs. Uh, <laughs> it didn't start real well. The Dixon County returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, uh, but the Lions did a really really good job of recovering from that and facing some adversity together, uh, and uh, just kind of steadily put the game plan back into place and, and kept working at it. Kept okay. working at it. Highlighted by a eighty eight yard run. By Caden uh, McCoy, Caden McCoy that, who uh, had 19 carries for 217 had yards, a big and, night off, and two TDs. So, and, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have our station manager and uh, assistant coach Clayton Harris is gonna come in in a few minutes, and we're gonna give us a. Clayton was obviously okay, so there. He, he so was there, so he, can he was there. Us a lot so better. so you get you, uh, you Columbia Central High fans, hang on. We're gonna get a a bird's eye report. Uh, we're going to try to do this every Monday. We've got Clayton right here at the studio. So we're going to try to do this every Monday that uh, uh, the Central High Lions play. Maybe we'll get a report and, and talk about the Lions. Now, you and I were at the Murray County Public School game day of the week, which was at Spring Hill High School and the contest between Mount Pleasant and Spring Hill. Um, and so – Man, it was hot. Yes, it was extremely I mean, hot. It, it uh, was it was hot on Friday, folks. And I'm telling as, you, guys. as it was everywhere in the state, yeah, I, honestly. You know. uh, but it was a surprisingly competitive game. You know, on paper, Mount Pleasant was supposed to really just kind of pick up the ball and run away with it, and Spring Hill made them fight for yes. the game. Uh, we, Mount Pleasant did come out on top, uh, and uh, but it was a surprisingly close game, and Spring Hill was able to accomplish uh, several things. Unfortunately, they kind of ran into that old bugaboo that teams that are struggling run into, mm. that they their success was countered by some mistakes, that very preventable mistakes, sure. uh, but it, it, it ended up costing them in the game. Well, it, we, we, we made a point during the game talking about at one point where they're, they're fighting to get the ball back to be able to go back and score, you know, to get the, give the ball to their offense and score, and their defense – Gives gives up three first downs by penalties instead of making you know because they had them stopped instead of they, making, that was the key they, they had them stopped they had Mount instead Pleasant of making stopped. Mount Pleasant earn it they, yeah and, they, and they so, gave it to them yeah and, so. and that's and that's and that's stuff that happens with a team that's that's struggling uh, to Mount Pleasant's credit though you know that's what good teams do is well, they win games when they don't play well and this was not by any stretch. Mount Pleasant's best performance wasn't a horrible performance, but it wasn't their best performance, sure. and they still found a way to win uh, against a team that was that really came out uh, fired up and ready to ready to play them. And the final score of that game, Mount Pleasant came out on top, like Coach said, eighteen to thirteen. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned the Columbia score, but the Columbia score was twenty seven twenty one, Columbia okay. Central High over Dixon County. Um, and really, that's that's a little bit of an upset, Coach. I think this after Columbia's first game against Marshall County, which they failed to score in, yeah. um, 
and Mars County won, I think, sixteen to nothing or something like that. That, that I think that was score seventeen yeah. or sixteen nothing. And then and then they had in Columbia the next week had to turn around and go to Dixon County. And I feel as though Dixon County would you know, if if you looked if, if we had Key Stacy here from Murray County Public Schools, <laughs> he could tell us what the power rankings were yeah. and about how many how many points Dixon County was favored. But I would say Dixon County was the favorite in that game playing at home. Uh, against against under against a team that's under a brand new coaching regime in uh, Coach Golf and uh, Dre Hall and, and and all the others and John Moore coming back and Howard Stone running the defense and and just the whole you know under under new coaching regimes teams tend to kind of it takes a while for everybody to kind of to get in line and for the stars to line up and and, and get on the same page well that's that's a and and that's really a good analogy of what happened uh you know i, I work with that staff mm-hmm. and, and, absolutely uh, as as a freshman coach and you know one of the things we we're talking about was the communication lines on the marshall county game weren't quite where we needed to be Okay. And, and we realized it looking kind of looking back at the game, Coach Golf and, and Coach Stone and Coach Moore, then you know they all sat down and kind of worked out the hiccups in that. And the communication lines were from everything I've gathered over this weekend were much much better. Uh, they were able to make their adjustments a lot faster, a lot quicker. And and uh, you know we're not going to see it. We don't see it necessarily as an upset. In that more, it was it was okay. We finally started working out the the kinks in the plan and the kinks in the system okay. that we're using, and now we're going to start you know moving forward with that. Now uh, that was a district game for Columbia, wasn't I it? I don't believe so. Oh, Dixon is not in that I, district. I, I oh. don't believe so. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Again, I, I, I'm, I felt, I'm new to that. I thought I'm I thought new to that, that was they, but I don't think it was. They keep. It's just know, well, they, it's a team that we play. We traditionally played them for. Many, 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 right, many, right, many right. years, right. and uh, they're a good, they're well coached team, they're a good team, uh, a, a good early season test for us. But I, I think it's it's one of those situations where we're finally, like you said, a new staff has to kind of work out the kinks and under fire, and, and that's kind of what happened. Okay, uh, like we said, uh, Caden McCoy had a, the running back for Columbia Central. I had 19 carries for 217 yards and two touchdowns. Had a terrific night. Gets Columbia's overall record to one and one. Another team that's one and one in this area is Columbia Academy. Uh, Columbia Academy beat Webb School forty-eight to thirteen, um, and they play again against FCHS, which I guess is Friendship Christian, Friendship Christian. High, high School, and that's at seven thirty this coming Friday night. Um, now the Titans played their last. Uh, moving on to the NFL, the Titans played. Their final preseason game, their third preseason game, and uh, they beat the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and company twenty-three to seven in Nashville. Malik Willis uh, played pretty much played the whole game. He was fifteen for twenty, seventy-five percent completion rate, two hundred and eleven yards, two touchdowns, but also had two interceptions. Um. Now, the Titans must cut down to 53 players, not including practice squad players, by Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, by tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. That's the, that's the cut. That's the day. cutoff date. Um, they've got it down to 81 players so far. They, they have uh, just cut, uh, let's see, tight end 
Elise or might, might be Alize Mack, running back uh, Jonathan Ward, but now that was an injury cut. So an injury injury waiver coach is a little bit different than just a straight waiver. I think they they can tag him with an injury waiver and kind of hold him in like purgatory like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in kind yeah. of this waiting room yeah, area. Yeah, kind, kind of waiting of the, area. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, does yeah, that make no, sense they, to you? Once they, get healed, we, once they get healed up from their injury, we'll take another look and see. But then if they do let him on, on the roster, someone else is going to have to go. D- you know? uh, along, with, along with defensive back, Josh Thompson was also waived. Um, and the, so now the Titans are down to 81 players. Um, and, of course, they're going to have to get about another 30 off of there. Yep. Um, the 49ers have traded Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys, so they moved their number one pick from a couple of years ago. Boy, how, uh, how the NFL fortunes flip on you. you know, Brock Purdy was the last guy picked That's right, in Mr. The Irrelevant at 263rd. Yeah. And now the- he's the starting quarterback and sub- considered the <laughs> the franchise uh, quarterback for uh, – for the, for, the four, for, the, for the 49ers and, and Lance, who was a number one – or first round, not number one, but a first-round draft who was supposed to be the heir apparent. No, he's going to be the man. And now he's not only – You know, this throw – Not he, only is he third string, he's been shipped off to another team for a fourth-round pick. Right. You know – Which uh, is what – which is kind of the hybrid quarterback, it seems like most – like the NFL get wants nowadays. They want this – throw-run option with the quarterback. Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, there's this whole kind of movement towards to get away from the pure pocket passer into a quarterback that can that can throw accurately and also break out of the pocket and run and get yardage with his legs. At least be a threat to run. Yeah, I did see another uh, article where they were – Analyzing the guys that were used to run as their primary, right? You know, or not their primary, but you know, one of their primary weapons, and that they hadn't done too well in the in the playoffs. So and and, and so the the pocket passers that can move around in the pocket be a threat to run every so often are you know again the Mahomes and and like you said the you know, the Richards and, and, and Jalen Hurts, Hurts and and, 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 and uh, Justin guys, Fields, Fields uh, you know, and, and those guys. Those are the ones you know. They want to stay in the pocket as long as they can, and they can move in the pocket quite well. Get, and and if they have to run, they're effective running right. it. They don't want to make it a primary part you know, the, of their game yet. The days and, of uh, Troy Aikman. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Troy. Uh, I mean, oh yeah. So <laughs> so on on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, when you're when these you can you can bet on. You can bet on just about anything in an NFL game. They break it all down into, I don't know, no telling how many bets for each game, wagers for each game. But one of the wagers is you can bet on how many yards a quarterback will rush for. So, say, for instance, I guess, uh, that's, Jalen, an over, I Jalen, guess that's an over-under type bet. Jalen Hurts, it's an over-under. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, you know, might in a game might be 36 to 38 yards, let's say. You could go over yeah. under that. Well, you know, Dak Prescott is like eight yards. Yeah. You know what? Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Rob, a, Roethlisberger was minus four. I, I mean, you know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, these guys, these guys, you know, they, they don't expect them to run. They expect them to make, you know, make, uh, make yards with their arms, not their legs. Right. Um, so, but then when you get into, it just depends on which player, of course, and, and who you have. 
and what the team is. But I, my point is, is I think that the NFL uh, nowadays and really, you know, we've talked about the devaluing of, of running backs in the NFL – and it, they even running backs get devalued even more because when you now the quarterback when you have a, a quarterback that runs the ball that can, that can run the absolutely. Ball, yeah. And speaking of running backs in the NFL, Josh Jacobs, for all you fantasy geeks out there, uh, agreed to a one year term with the Las Vegas Raiders, and he can earn up to twelve million dollars with bonuses. Um, and that's right in line with with Saquon Barkley's uh, terms with the New York Giants. And, uh, you know, these are a couple of guys. And Jonathan Taylor right now, you know, Jonathan Taylor, guys, I, before you go jumping him and, and drafting him in the first round for your fantasy league team, you better be careful because I don't know how much in love Jonathan Taylor is still with the Indianapolis Colts and vice versa. I mean, they said they could, he could look for a trade. They said he could go elsewhere. They could go on and go on, Jonathan, go on and look for You know, he's talked to possibly some other teams uh, out there. So, it's just a matter of, you know, of these guys wanting to get paid. But I can understand these running backs because we've said before, their their shelf life is not very long. Before, I mean, you know, it, we're talking we're talking four four or five years, maybe maybe six, where they are at their prime and running running the ball with efficiency and enough speed and power, and they, they're able to maintain that veracity. But instead, you know, when you, get a, when you get a running back that's starting to get, I don't know, what, 28 years old, he's really considered kind of old in the NFL. Yeah, uh, and that, that's going to be – that's one of the problems they're having is that their longevity, you know, they get hit so often, and so their production window is relatively small compared to the rest of the league. Yeah, and so you know that that's kind of what they're fighting. That's kind of what they're fighting as far as their worth, you know. And, and yet, every coach out there says you got to have a running game. You got to have a running game. Yeah. You got to have a running game. So, and, but but, they're pay, but, but, but we're not going to pay for one. But they're paying <laughs> they're paying wide receivers like Tyreek Hill thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, okay. The second time in seven days an NFL game has been suspended due to a player injury. A Saturday in Miami during the Miami. Miami-Jacksonville game in the fourth quarter with about eight minutes to go. Miami rookie wide receiver Diewood Davis, uh, who played at Western Kentucky, matter of fact, sustained an injury on a catch attempt and uh, was taken off on a stretcher, and they just they just suspended it, the game right yeah. at that point. So, Okay, we're up against our first break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Lyle. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with a bird's-eye report on the Columbia game this past weekend with our station manager and assistant coach, Clayton Harris. Hang on. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. 
Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to Tried and True, a John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience, because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walk-away lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor package. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com. Offer ends July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joining the studio now. As always, Coach Mike on the boards, and now we have station manager Clayton Harris, who's also part of the Columbia High School. Well, both the gentlemen are part of the Columbia High School uh, Lions coaching, football coaching staff. Uh, however, Coach Mike and I were doing <laughs> – I kind of have an unusual position on this, we, on this uh, yeah, staff. Yeah, right, right now we, we were called to another game um, on Friday night, which was Mount Pleasant at Spring Hill, Spring – uh, Mount Pleasant won eighteen to thirteen, and Clayton Harris and was down at Dixon County for the Columbia High School uh, Lions victory, um, Columbia Central High Lions victory over Dixon County that night, twenty seven twenty one. And first of all, uh, well, welcome in, Clayton. Hey, man, glad to be. Here. All right, and uh, we're glad to have you, brother. And uh, first of all. Would you consider uh, congratulations on the first win? You, the coaching staff, and 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 Coach Golf and Dre Hall and his their their first win, their man. stellar staff, their yeah. first win. Get that one out of the way, and and hope for many more in the in the W column. Would you consider Columbia at this point, at this stage, where they are, and Coach Golf and and your all's coaching staff? Would you consider that a an upset? Going to I, well, Dixon, going to Dixon County and winning that ball game. You know, Dixon had won the the week prior against Creekwood, eighteen to nothing. I, I I know there was a lot of people that that picked Dixon County to win that game, um, but I, I wouldn't say it was an upset necessarily. I mean, look, the first week against Marshall County, I've never seen uh, a team shoot themselves in the foot so bad when they get in the red zone. And we did that. You should have been at Spring Hill Friday night. We, <laughs> you, 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 you might not say that. that, I mean, that I just, that's a whole – we can spend a whole episode on that. And yeah. I, okay. All right. But um, there's some there were some changes made after the first game. Uh, we, you know, we sent, uh, we sent some personnel up to the booth. That was only maybe my third game since 2006 that I've actually been on the field. So, like, we, we did some swapping around. Um, Coach Golf made some adjustments, and it worked. And um, our guys played much better offensively. Defense is still playing great. We gave Again, we gave up the opening kickoff of the game. Uh, so, you know, those seven don't don't count towards the defense. But That was a touchdown? It was. Yeah. Okay. Opening kickoff of the, uh, of the game, they returned it for a touchdown. Okay. But, you know uh, – Luis Garcia, our, our place kicker, uh, he had two big field goals in that game. And that ended up being the difference. And our offense played better. Cade McCoy, I think, 19 carries for 217 yards. Yeah, that's what I've got. Two touchdowns, player yeah. of the game. 
just incredible speed. But we got a lot of work to do. You okay. know, uh, passing wise, we're one of eleven, and that's you know that one. It's got to get better. Yeah, it's got to get better. Um, <laughs> I mean, below ten percent completion rate is, is 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 surprisingly. I mean, is is not is not going to win you many ball games. Well, even even though you all came out on top this, this Friday night. Yeah, we, we were thir- <laughs> we're thirteen and forty one for the year now, and that's like thirty one percent. So. Okay. Uh, I think you're going to see some competition there. I think I think um, you know you're going to see uh, you know this week we got Hunters Lane. That game was supposed to be on the road in Nashville. Um, unfortunately, their field they're getting new astroturf, so they're coming to Columbia. They're coming to Columbia. Okay. Uh, where, know, who? Where is the game of the week this week? Do you want to tell people where? Absolutely, it's going to be Mount Pleasant Waverly. Okay, in Mount Pleasant. Yes, All right. and uh, I that don't should know, be a great game. Yes, it should be. And I don't know if you've seen the stats on the running back at Waverly, but it is unreal. He's he's rushed for almost 300 yards in two games and is like almost 200 yards receiving. This okay. guy is unreal. But uh, no, I think uh, that this you know this week against Hunters Lane, uh, you know if Columbia goes out and does what they're supposed to do, they should be able to take care of business. And I also think it gives uh, it, it's almost like a dress rehearsal because after this game, we start our region play. Shovelville will come to town, and there's a good chance that could be the game of the week the following Friday. Okay. Uh, so there's some things we got to get fixed defensively, though. I think we're not far away from being where we want to be. I think Coach Howard Stone, who uh, came up from Mount Pleasant, uh, who used to be at Columbia Central, was our defense coordinator when we won state back in 2010, has done a phenomenal job with them. And and then, like I said, the offense is kind of a work in progress. But um, we we have a lot of skill guys um, that that you know can do a lot of damage if we get them in the right positions and like you said we got to have some balance offensively though we got to be able to pass the ball i mean if you if if you're if you're not a threat to ever throw the ball they're going to just load the box and stop the run (laughs) i mean we've seen that in the nfl against the titans uh when when Tannehill went out so you know and then that's what they did to derrick henry and then and and what 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 whatever other running back was in the backfield so you know you got you got to be able to to do a little bit of both in order to right. keep the defense honest. Well, and, and I think I think um, I think you know being able. To, and there's the other thing too. We were not outside a single day last week. That game of ours didn't start till eight o'clock. We were in the gym yeah. every day. So you know it's hard to get a lot of work done when you're inside. To be honest, okay. and so I was really pleasantly surprised at how well we played. All that considered, so. I think again we got some confidence now. Um, we cannot overlook Hunter's Lane because they have athletes all over the field. I mean, they do. They got they got a bunch of good athletes out there uh, that can make plays, and uh, we we have to be ready to come in and play football. And we just you know we just need a week where we can focus on football. Right. You know we've we've had some last couple of Fridays. I mean, you know, just have been been wild. Well, let me ask you this: when and and, and it might there might be different reasons, but. Uh, in the passing situation for your offense, is it? Do you, do you feel it's 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 both on the wide receivers and the quarterback and the offensive line that, that they're all kind of they all three might be off just a little bit. The protection might be not not as what it's up yeah, to I, par. I, I, <clears throat> not and, and the quarterback the quarterback. Just not slowing things down enough. Sometimes, sometimes in skill positions, everything kind of moves real fast at, at that age, 
and, and during play. And if you could get the guys to kind of slow things down in their mind a little bit, they got to be watch in, the ball yeah. into their hands, watch you know, uh, anticipate the throw, anticipate to where the wide receiver is going to be. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there, yeah, I mean, to you, see what sticks. You got to get it. You got to have. You got to get into sync. You got to get into a rhythm. I, you know. Uh, our quarterback that we have, Case and Tice, he threw some really good balls. He had a couple of drops. Uh, and then, you know, on, on some play action stuff, we, we didn't necessarily protect very well. Okay. Uh, but uh, when it when it was just, you know, a normal three to five step drop, our line did a good job protecting. When we had that one-on-one matchup, that one completion we threw was to a 40-yard touchdown pass Jordan Davis. Okay. So and sometimes sometimes your receivers sometimes your receivers can drop perfectly well thrown balls. And that I mean ha- that happened. I that mean happened. you know and th- that kind of hurts your completion rate. If that you hap- know what I mean? That happened. Uh, that happened the other night. Um, we we threw a ball into the end zone and uh, unfortunately just weren't, wasn't able to hold on to it. And, and the defender made a really good play as well. But you got to remember Dixon County Six A School. They're they're uh, they got some talent they down do. there. They're, I mean you know. Well, and here's the other thing folks got to remember, too. We have been wing T the last two years, and now uh, we're not. And so sometimes there's some growing pains in that area. But these guys have put a lot of work in this summer. And, um, you know, we, we saw what we were able to do against CPA. Uh, it, it, I know it's just a jamboree, but that should give them confidence that, you know, when we're clicking, when we're in sync, uh, we have potential to be really good. Okay. Now the biggest thing is creating depth. I mean, we had some freshmen playing wide receiver the other night. I mean, and, and they're very talented. I mean, but that's the, good. The, that's the, good years freshmen. down the road. <laughs> but right, right now, that's not, that's yeah. not that's not the ideal situation you want to be in. Correct. So, I think we're going to be fine. I think uh, you know, again, uh, being able to play this game at home, hopefully you're two and one after it, and then everything leads up to a big game against Shovelville. Next Friday at Lindsay Nelson Stadium, which will start our region play. Well, let me okay. Now let's let, let let's let's change gears completely here. Since we've got the Columbia Monday Columbia Central Lions update from you, uh, did you watch any of the any of the little league contests? I, I did not. I did not. Uh, all right. So so it, all right. All right, guys. Well, let, and you know you're you're a little league man around here. You ran the tournament here in Columbia. This yeah. This past time, you had the Nolensville team here, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Columbia played them, correct? Right, and correct. they were they they represented the Southeast region at the College World Series and got beat on Wednesday by the California team that was representing the West, yeah. right? They had a heck of a team. Okay, um, and so basically, the Nolensville team got beat last Wednesday in the what would. Pretty much their backs were against the wall. They were already in the losers' brackets, which is kind of their quarterfinals. Then they would that would have yeah. put them in the semifinals, and then they would have to win again to get into the finals and represent the United States. Right. Uh, but they got beat five to three uh, this past Wednesday and did not not make it to the weekend action. However, the team that beat them, representing the West Region, was California from El Segundo, California, California, and. Just to let our – in case you guys didn't watch this game, they were playing Curacao in the championship game, right? Well, California, it's a, it's a tight game till the fourth inning. California gets a couple of – it's like two to one California. They get a couple of base runners, move them up to second and third. California kid gets a hit over to uh, – let's see here – over to right field. Let's <laughs> see which is my right or left. He knocks one a ground ball between first and 
the first baseman, second baseman, those two guys score. They make it. They make it. End up making it after. After the bottom of the fourth, it's five to one, California, right? right. So Curacao's feeling pretty down at that point because I mean this is it, you know. Well, they get three. They get three runners on base. Curacao kid steps up. They interview the Curacao's kid's father over in the in the you know, and he said, "Man, I'm I'm sweating." He said, "I'm sweating, but I'm not I'm sweating because not with the heat. I'm sweating because I'm so nervous, you know." Blah blah blah. And he's telling the girl that's lady that's interviewing him. Well, anyway, the bases top of the fifth, bases load up, and uh, sure enough, his son steps to the plate and rips one dead center, grand slam, ties the ball game up, five all, top of the fifth. They go in the bottom of the the bottom of the fifth. California does not score. Top of the fifth, top of the sixth. Cal, uh, Curacao does not score. Bottom of the sixth, they're. Brooks kid, the uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. His name is Lewis Lapp, L A P P E. He's hit five home runs in the World Series since he got there to Pennsylvania. Uh, he steps up the plate with two outs, and uh, sure enough, Carl Ravitch is doing the broadcast play by play, and he says, "Quote: Curacao, it's as as Lapp steps up with two outs, bottom of the six, tie ball game." He says, Curacao has not allowed a home run the whole World Series. And about that time, the kid pitches the ball. Gone. And this kid just rips the game-winning walk-off home run. Right, it's about time, and I mean, yeah. it's about time the U.S. Yeah, won, won yeah, the whole thing. Say, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, it's a California now. And this team, California has been in the championship game 24 times. And they've won eight titles out of twenty-four times. So you're right, Clayton. I mean, you would think, you would think twenty-four times they'd they'd have more than just thirty-three percent of the of the of the titles out of twenty-four times. Uh, but it's just uh, the kid's name was Nasir El Osais. It was his name. She stepped up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just to make sure it's right. But he got up and hit the grand salami. Uh, I mean, uh, the kid that hit the grand salami was Nasir Elosace to tie it. And then the kid that hit the home run for California, his last his name was Lewis Lapp. Their coach wasn't Morris uh, Buttermaker, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Their co- the California's coach, uh, his son played on the team, which would be pretty cool. That's awesome. Which, man. you know, you could, yeah. you could relate to that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, how that, awesome that, is that? That's fantastic. And, again, I mean, it's just – the international teams have been dominating the World Series the last few years, and uh, any any team from the U.S. that was able to win it, that, that's awesome. And from what I've been told, California had some kids. They had one kid six one. So, oh man, they were yeah, some they were huge. they were some good you sized know. kids. They were some good good sized kids. That, that's, their pitcher their pitcher took himself out about the third inning. He third inning he did something to his arm and he, he called time and called the coach out there and they kind of had like had the coach mic'd up and the pitcher was pointing to his back of his uh, back of his not his forearm but his, his triceps yeah, right there from his elbow and up, said it yeah. was sore so yeah. okay we're up against our second break this is the front porch sports radio hour i'm drake and we're here with clayton the claw harris and coach mike and uh give us a few minutes and we'll be back the last segment
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. 
call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined right here in the studio in Columbia, Tennessee, right off of West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. Joined in the studio by Coach Mike Lyle. And uh, that was a little Bruno Mars bringing us in with some 24 carat. 24 carat. In the air. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what, who else is feeling pretty good and pretty 24 carat good lately and that is the new york jets fans they're 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 grooving on some uh aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers uh saw his first preseason did he actually play this weekend saw his first preseason action um this past saturday as he came onto the field came onto the field <clears throat> wearing a number eight on his jersey that's his he is because john in, in respect for Joe Namath, which I can okay. appreciate this. Yep. I'm an Alabama guy. I'm a Joe Namath fan. In respect for Joe Namath and his days playing for the Jets and wearing number 12, Aaron Rodgers has gone back to his college number, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's been 18, 19, 18, 19 almost years. 20 years ago. I believe Rodgers played at California. I believe he was I believe that's correct. He I played at yeah, University sure of California correct. and he wore number 8. So Rodgers has gone back to his number 8 um and to the joy and just the uh, utter excitement and pleasure of the New York Jets fans um and it's been with a long the, time since they've had about, something to cheer about. <laughs> with about with about eight and a half minutes to go in the first quarter, uh, Rodgers dropped a 14-yard dime in the left corner of the end zone to second-year wide receiver Garrett Wilson, um, big, tall, good-looking receiver. And uh, the New York Jets fans had to be tickled to death to see that type of quarterback play after – what they saw all last season from Zach Wilson 
and that bunch. And, and they had very high hopes for Zach Wilson, who came out of BYU, golden boy, nice-looking kid, blonde-headed. I mean, Another one looks of those like situations a, that everything like on paper looked great. And everything, everything, and and the eye and the eye candy, the eye yeah. test. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. look at the guy, you think, "All right, man, we got we got this and guy from BYU." We're thinking Steve Young. We're thinking, you know, uh, Ty Detmer. With I mean, we're, I mean, even if he could be a Ty Detmer from from yeah. BYU back in the days. Remember when Detmer was backing up? Uh, I guess it was yeah. it was Aaron Rodgers at. Uh, or Brett Favre, or was he? Or was he backing up Brett Favre back in the I think day? Think he was Favre. Okay, so maybe I'm not, I, that I far back. I wouldn't swear to it. But, but anyway, uh, you know, it, it, it's just the fact that that they they had such high hopes for Zach Wilson, and they thought Zach Wilson, you know, he's going to have have a few growing pains coming out of college last year, the first place, and he would get better and better. But he not only did not get any better, it looked like he got a little worse as the year went. Yeah, that's that's one of those situations that, you know, he looks really, really good on paper, looks really, really good on college film and stuff. You get the bright lights on in the NFL, and all of a sudden things are a lot more difficult and a yeah. lot more – a lot harder, you know, as, as Malik Willis can attest, you know. Uh, now Malik has done a good job of kind of rebuilding, uh, you know, Using the off season Refocus, to learn, to, well, to, well, to learn from learn from his mistakes and kind of figure out. Okay, this game's a lot faster. This game, these people are a lot higher caliber than what I'm used to dealing with. Not that he never gave him credit to start with. It wasn't that deal, but it was just kind of like, what are you used to handling? And I have a feeling that uh, you know you ran into the same problem here. And, and, might- and, and you got now you come in with with Rogers and he's just you know oh this is this is what I'm used to. Sure, this, this I is mean what he I do. said. Four, four, I mean, this is first action of the preseason, but I mean, he's got like four MVPs, and I mean, you know, this guy, this guy doesn't need yeah. any. He doesn't need yeah. any more reps. You know, he needs he needs to have his body in good shape well, and take as actually, few few hits as possible. You're and, right there, but he up, but it's what it's the other guys that need reps with him, right? To get caught up to him, and hopefully that happens <laughs> in practice and not not yes, during the game you in live play in live play when guy when guys are trying to take your head off. Yeah, and make but, the but team. For you the, can't you can't simulate game speed and I got game you. intensity in sure. practice. I don't care how hard you try and, and stuff. It's just and, and I think having that one series or two series that he did. Was, well, he was done. He was done after that TD pass. Yeah. So he was five for eight for forty-seven yards and one touchdown. And he started out when he first came on the field. He he hit. I don't know. I was reading he had an eleven-yard completion, an eight-yard completion. I mean, just boom, 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 and you know, the, of course, the fans were all just roaring there. It, it, uh, I guess that's the Meadowlands is where they play that. That's probably, I believe that because for a while the yeah. Giants and the Giants and the Jets, Jets were sharing, sharing. the yeah. Meadowlands. So, uh, but we'll you know we'll find out about Aaron Rodgers soon enough. That his next game is September eleventh. On Monday Night Football, the the first game out against Buffalo, and so and that's at the Jets. So, you know, we'll we'll find out. You know, the, the, we'll find out what the Jets. I really don't think tr- there's going to be a question of what truly Aaron have. can do. I don't think there's a question about what Aaron Rodgers can do. It's going to be what can the guys do right. around him to help him. And I'll tell you what that and, defense. Uh, that defense is so, top, it was but, the top five defense for the but Jets. This last is the year. most positive news, or this is the most uh, excitement. I've you know seen coming out of the Jets fandom in a lot of years. Absolutely, NCAA football this past weekend, number six USC beat San Jose State fifty six to twenty eight. They did not cover the thirty one points. 
Uh, they only won by 28. They won, as, but they lost. As, high, as <laughs> defending Heisman winner, Caleb Williams went 18 for 25 for 228 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, and then Notre Dame with their new quarterback and my dark horse for the Heisman Trophy this week, year, Sam Hartman at quarterback. Hartman, when they beat Navy 42-3 to um, in Dublin, Ireland. That's where that game was. And I made a mistake last week. Let me let me clear this up. Notre Dame has a new head football coach. Notre Dame's old football coach, Brian Kelly, went to LSU. So he's at LSU. Chip Kelly is at UCLA. Uh, See? I think I, so. <laughs> I mean, these guys are moving around so yeah. much. I want to say Chip Kelly's at yeah. UCLA. So I got that wrong last week. I just want to clarify that. Sam Hartman went 19 for 23, coach. 19 for 23, 251 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and that is an 82% completion rate. And uh, and Notre Dame did cover the 21 points. So, you know, that's good news for Notre Dame. Those are about the only two games of interest. Of course, this weekend you've got Tennessee in Nissan Stadium, Nashville, against Virginia. And the MTSU Blue Raiders travel to Tuscaloosa to play uh, Nick Saban and his Crimson Tide down there, and and we'll find out who who the tide. The biggest question for the tide this year is their quarterback. I mean that's yeah. that's that that that's who they 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 don't they don't know they they haven't filled that out. And Milrow is a, a big. Saban's not really talking much about it. He so. hasn't really said one way or the other. Uh, we might see maybe against maybe against MTSU if the tide were to get out to a big lead or get or is getting beat by a bunch of points, one or the other, they might see uh, another quarterback, two or three quarterbacks in there. I think Who knows? You, you, Ty you, Simpson from Martin, Tennessee if, is if, in the if mix. The, if the Middle Tennessee is getting out in front of the tide, you're going to see a, a seismic shift in stuff in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The PGA, which I don't like to talk much about the PGA uh, because of their uh, relationship with, with the Saudis, but – the PGA Tour Championship, which ends up their season, and they have 30 players that, from the best players from the prior year playing at East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, was won by Victor Hovland, uh, who had a five-shot. <clears throat> he had a five-shot win. He shot 63, seven under 63 yesterday, uh, to win by five strokes uh, over Xander Shoffley, who came in second, um, and. Uh, Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open winner, came in third at 16 under. Um, you know, Victor Hovland was hot because he just won the BMW Championships the week before just outside of Chicago, shooting a final round in that BMW Championship, a final round of 61, which was a course record. And then he came down to Atlanta and won the tour championship. So he wins back-to-back, and this past weekend they give him a check for $18 million, Coach, for first place. That's not bad. $18 million for mm. first place. Wow, yeah. That's the, I mean, the, the purses have gone up. I, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, just – Well, of course, there's that there, Saudi infusion. That, right, you know, but, hey, they, they, there was, they made them kind of there was There was 30 players in this PGA uh, championship tournament. The one, the one the player that came in last got over a half a million. 505,000 plus. So there you have it. Okay, yeah. guys, we're at the end of our we're at the end of our hour. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and for Coach Mike, we're going to sign off. But hey, 
We'll be back on 4 o'clock Thursday. Tune in.